Well, welcome uh, to Wise Lives, the podcast, the show. We're going to have a special bonus episode today with our friend Chris Whitehead. Uh, and I wanted to talk about life around the table. Uh, so Chris uh, is a friend of ours, you're from Sheffield, from our church in Sheffield. Um, and uh, I just want to have a quick conversation about how, how do we get the rhythms, uh, how do we share um, ourselves and our maybe our houses uh, with other people? Um, why, why would you want to do that? Uh, and, and, and what kind of uh, outcomes have we seen over the years from just being willing to open up and to um, walk together, to journey together in community? Now, uh, hello, Chris. Hello again. Hi, Nick. Welcome to the bonus episode of Wise Lives. Um, uh, you guys uh, have a, a... You don't live in a palace or anything. You live in a, 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 a normal, house in normal house in Sheffield, a normal city in the north of England. Um, but I know that over the years, you have had loads and loads of people who've actually lived with you for short or, or medium times, amounts of times in your spare rooms. Uh, you have... Um, you're part of a community, a Christian uh, within the church. You're part of a, a, a whatever we might call them, a small group, a home group, community group, missional community, whatever the, the different phrases are. Uh, and uh, you have people in and out of your home all the time. And uh, why? Because although you think that's normal, it isn't necessarily in many people's lives. So what what's the philosophy behind that? Yeah, it has always seemed perfectly natural. And it all started... Um, Oh, 30 years ago, when uh, Judy said to me, uh, oh, a couple of West Indian girls have been evicted from their flat and they'd just like to come and live with us for a fortnight. So anyway, they arrived with a furniture van wow. <laughs> and carried all this furniture upstairs. And I said to my wife, I don't think they've come for a fortnight. And, um, and a year and a half later, they wow. left. And then the girls, uh, we had Rachel and Harriet, our first two daughters at that stage, said, when are we going to have some more lodges, mum and dad? And um, that, was the, that was the start of a, a series, a whole series of lodges. I mean, um, I, I reckon we've had over 30 lodges over um, the years. Over 30 years or so. And wow. it, it's, you know, um, it's enriched our lives. And it seems so natural. I do smile when people go, oh, that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> and it's not for the money, is it? But, I mean, obviously, there's sometimes that will help. Yeah, it started off as a way of paying the mortgage, but sometimes wow. we've had um, lodgers uh, for free. We had um, a lady who was starting a charity in Sheffield, and uh, she got no income for about six months until the charity started working. Hmm. And uh, she stayed with us for free, and we've had one or two others on a pro bono sure. basis. I mean, I suppose um, <laughs> the way in which they'd be coming to Greater with our lives is best illustrated by when Judy had our uh, third daughter, Ruth. So, so she had two of our daughters at home, and so there was a couple of midwives wow. in the bedroom. She just had Ruth. And Harriet and Rachel, our other two, uh, stuck their head around the door and and um, asked to come in and see the new baby. And so, um, and then after after a short while, there was another knock on the door, and the midwives were obviously, "What's going on?" And uh, Ruth, who was our lodger at the time, <laughs> said, "You know, shall I make you a cup of tea?" 
And then there was another more tentative knock. And we'd a- we actually had two lodgers at that point in time. Another lodger, Dave, he also stuck his head around the door. And had the, Congratulations. I think at that point, the kind of midwives were thinking, where are these people coming from? How many more people are living in this house? Yeah, so we actually had two lodgers when um, Judy had our so first that, I mean, first So you, you are literally sharing life? Oh, yeah, we do, yeah. In I mean, that way. Yeah, there's no area of um, the house that's kind of off limits to uh, the lodgers. And um, I mean, one of our lodgers took uh, the girls on holiday um, Ah. camping. Ruth uh, took the girls to Tembe, I think it was. So people become, they become integrated into the life of your... Yeah, they do. uh, do um, And is that a conscious decision? Have you said, you know what, we do have a nuclear family, but that's not how we're going to just see it. We're going to see it as an extended family. Yeah, completely. And, and you know, um, it's it's widened our horizons and the girls' horizon. You know, this isn't a kind of us being benevolent in some way. You know, it's mm. just a way of enriching uh, everyone's lives, you know. And uh, if we're giving anything, you know, Jesus said it's in giving we receive. Right. And it completely is. You know, we've just found that to be... Fact. Yeah. And there's the there's the New Testament um, example in the book of Acts where uh, you see communities, okay, it's a different context 2,000 years ago, but they're doing a similar thing. They're, they're living not just in uh, nuclear households, but in extended households. Yeah. So the, the head of the household might have um, had an occupation or something like that, but there would have been, well, there would have been the slaves and there were the, 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 the wife and the children, and then there were the, the servants making things happen and so on and so forth. And it was actually a, almost an economic unit uh, the the household had maybe 20 30 40 people in it mm. uh, producing something together going on a journey together and i love that kind of picture um uh, acts 2 42 to 47 says you know the believers had everything in common they sold their possessions they they worshiped together they ate together you know they mm. shared communion together just they just did life together and it's that kind of picture yeah the model's not new at all and in fact there used to be a house in crooks that was associated with uh, st tom's and i think it was called a commune yeah, yeah there was about was a good 20 people yeah living all living together in, i think a couple of houses that were not together yeah so tell us a, lot, a bit about kind of life around the table you must have had a few uh, uh interesting people around your table over the years but it, it the, um you and your wife judy um it's that kind of idea of discipleship on the go it's kind of like well i don't have time to stop and just sit you down i'm going to do the washing up now let's talk about life as we go along yeah um i well uh, well the first thing i'd say is that uh, often it's not a matter of um, me discipling people i'm being discipled uh, by by the people that we've <laughs> you know had as lodgers yeah. um and also you know we have a we have a, a wider community that we have on uh, wednesday nights um so we have for a, for a long while now, well over ten years, we've had a house group and we have a meal, and then um, uh, we get together to to talk about our faith. Actually, and I think that's an interesting. Well, I think it's an important complement to the kind of Sunday life yeah. of the church because you know people can reflect on their faith, what they're learning. Uh, put forward some you know different ideas about what the whole thing means yeah. uh, to them personally 
and um, you know we we can we can share. Yeah, and it's you go on a journey together. Yeah, completely. I mean, we've had there's kind of been a core to that house group of uh, maybe half a dozen people that have uh, that have come along on that on that journey for some time now. Yeah. And, and I've noticed, you know, I know you guys a little bit, you'll, you'll also extend it into leisure. So you guys will go mountain biking together, or that kind of thing. Yeah, we do. Yeah, there is a uh, there is a mountain biking group. Yeah. And that and that's because you're friends. It's not it's not a task coming together. I mean, it can feel a little bit like on a Wednesday or it's Wednesday. I'm, you know, it, I must go to small group or, or group, but actually it's. It, it's that sense of friendship and going on a on a shared journey together and, and having each other's backs and being and knowing and being yeah. known. Yeah, and it's you know over time it's it's an, it, it helps your personal growth because people once they know you and trust you they feel they can give you some honest feedback and challenge at times you know and that. And and none of us are going to actually grow without, without that. Right. Um, so it's about being authentic enough to be who you are, really. Share yeah, a little bit about what you really think or what your faith's really, where it's up to or, or what it's in and so on. And allow yeah. each other to sharpen it or yeah. amend it a little bit as you go along. Yeah, and it's a forum in which we can, you know, uh, probably... Uh, the you know the greatest thing I think that we can do for one another is just listen to each other, and that's you know that's a great way of appreciating people and learning. Yeah, that's lovely. I love it. It's the open-minded, open house kind of approach, and and as I say, uh, it feels natural, but actually it's something that we have to learn how to do or choose how to do. Yeah, um, and it's become a way of life for you and I'd encourage all of us to think about how do, how, how do I find ways to share what I have uh, share, share hospitality with one another as the Bible calls us to um, and, and actually ultimately share myself uh, because as you say it's through interacting with others that one grows and God can speak to us and one of the really nice things about it is seeing people's onward journey from uh, the time that they've uh, lived with us or the time they've been in uh, community with us um, and so for example um, we keep in touch with uh, a woman now who's a is a consultant down in uh, Bristol and uh, the other day uh, a girl who went off to be um, a scriptwriter for Tim Robbins actually um, came back she came back to see a friend in Scotland and then she was going down to London to see some friends but she deliberately uh, broke her journey in Sheffield so that she could pop in just for a couple of hours and come on, have another cup of tea. Say hi, have another there cup it of is. tea. Yeah. So life around the table yeah. begins yeah. at home, but actually turns out to extend all around the world in the, in those ways. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Thank you, Chris. Thanks for sharing that stuff and just uh, being real about that. Uh, and let's work out how we can do that in our own lives. Um, we may not have our own kitchen table, but uh, you can interact with other people's families uh, and and just look at ways of sharing and loving each other. Very good. Thank Great. You. Thanks.